Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. Honey, you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do we just own? Go to school, boys. Hello and welcome. Well, yeah, good. Nice try, Stuart. I. <laughs> <laughs> It just feels empty without it now. I don't think so. I do. I think it feels Dude, more I, natural. I'm so it feels much cooler, yeah. you know? We feel I'm like so cool much guys. more relaxed. Since when the fuck yeah. were we ever cool? Uh, exactly, and now we now are. Now we're cool. That's yeah. why we got to keep this. It, it feels important. Yeah, it feels like we're too cool for I an intro. I feel like we lost the wholesome aspect of the beginning. Uh... I mean, yeah, to be fair, I, we still have the intro music that plays. That that's true. Like that's that that's a way better intro than we could uh, speak. Uh, you know. Is, yeah, and that says our fair. name and everything. Actually, yeah, it speak, does say our name. Speaking I'm of Matt Stewart and Jake. Speaking of, of podcast changes, I actually have a suggestion of one. What? Genre haze. Oh well, yeah, everyone listen to that this Friday. What if we make out. it about genre or today? Movies. Excuse me, today because we'd record this live. Um, and we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, you know it, baby. Um, shout out to Jay because Jay is basically. Oh no, Stuart! It comes. Uh, you should you should talk you should talk about this show a little bit. This this podcast. Oh, we, we talked about it when you weren't here, didn't we? Ah oh, shit! See, it's we did a little bit. I didn't even know it was oh. a thing until a couple weeks ago when Jay messaged me and asked if I wanted to be on a podcast with. With you guys, oh, let's like, go. What's this? Yeah, we we've it's been taking time and we're deciding when to do it. Because Jay and I, I mean, it kind of because because like even when we started, it was we just kind of were like, do you want to talk about? We were like talking about movies and then our conversations would go on for like two hours and we we're just like maybe we should do do that. And then oh, yeah, we started doing it. it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Matt and beautiful. I, Matt and I have ruined you. No, you didn't ruin me. I, I we mean, turned you into podcast. That's the that's the worst thing anyone could be. I that's not the worst thing anyone could be. It's up there though. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I mean someone think think the funniest part of it is it's like always been someone asking me and I'm just like sure. You know, I've never just been like a ground up make a podcast. I mean like Jay is like the backbone of of genre haze. For those who listen, you'll know that. I I just I talk Jay is an expert too. Like yeah, when he has been doing it, he, he knows what he's doing. He actually puts effort into it. He he yeah. do, he does. He's he he you know he's well spoken for. You know he's got it. He's, he's he's a good man. I love Jay. But yeah, I uh, yeah now I, I'm on a podcast with people because they asked me, and whether that's good or bad, you can decide. No, it's it's good. I'm 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 messing with you. I'm I'm excited to listen because <sighs> if there are two people I love to hear talk about movies, it's you two. So I'm excited <laughs> to, to listen. Yeah, we've we've watched some doozies so far, which will be fun to somewhat listen to. Except the only thing with with it, which people are gonna find out, uh, for the first like bunch, I think Jay and I almost exclusively gave like the same exact scores to movies. <laughs> so it was like just kind of funny because we had so similar feelings. But we got when is this first episode coming out? It's today. Uh, today. Oh really? Yeah. Today, the night oh, when we're recording this. Yeah. Well, yeah. we no, record this and then immediately this, this release. Releases. 
Yeah, we well, record uh, this at, at we record this at in six the in the morning. Yeah, that's what you know. We try like to stay uh, hip and new, so we can talk about the newest trends. Really? Uh, yeah. But uh, oh. oh, anyway, the actual change I was talking about was a change to the Maggot Awards. Okay, well, this yeah, is put not a pin the on time. It. We'll we'll yeah. talk about it in ten months. No, 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 no. It's just like an early. I think it's a smart because I'm gonna forget it, and then we're not gonna do it, and then it's gonna stay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. All right. So I think. So now we'll all forget it. Instead, we should change it to and hear me out before we go into it. The Fang Awards. The film egg. What? What? Stuart literally just said, "Hear him out first. F A N F A N G. Like the things that vampires have, because what? then instead of doing, you know, maggot where we have outdoor activity of which we have nothing to contribute, we could do what? film, album, and then we can add novel and then game. Oh, Stuart! Stuart's cooking. But where's Stuart's where's the cooking? Tea? What's the tea for? Television. We could make it fangs, and then the last one will oh. be show. Oh, yeah, okay. Stuart's cooking. Damn. Stuart's cooking. Oh man. All right, but it's still gonna be maggot next. Oh year. god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm with Stuart here. But now people are gonna think we're goth. So what? No one's gonna, gonna like, look. What's this goth well, podcast? Okay, how, about, how about it's? How about it's? We call it uh, Fang, in parentheses, formerly maggot. Yeah. No. But uh, no, I, I just it was just a, that was just an idea. I'm just throwing it out there. Just a, a nibble. You know, it's a good idea. It's we got a idea. long time before we record one again. But do you guys? What is the? Do you guys follow Channel Five News at all? Uh, <sighs> I haven't in a while. KTLA, you bet your ass I do. Uh, no, not KTLA. Um, um, Channel Five oh, News with <laughs> Andrew Callahan. Uh, the reason I'm bringing it up because I was I was joking. I I do I I do sure. somewhat somewhat I do. Uh, his channel five released a four part series on crossing the border from Mexico to the United States and how it's done. And it culminates in him getting, uh, basically human traffic to cross the border. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and it is absolutely wild. He gets caught and detained for, I think about a week. Um, but the fourth part is out, and basically I've been like, each episode I've been glued to because it's just so fascinating. It's like the most ridiculous form of gonzo journalism I've seen on YouTube, I think. I How mean, have I'm they sure been there's... able to get away with filming that? Well, they weren't able to bring their camera into the detention center, so instead right. they were interviewed. But they did bring their cameras with them as they went to... Uh, a border town when they crossed over into Mexico, when they met some mules and then the mules <laughs> said they were fans of the show and agreed that they would take them across the border. Um, that is so wild. That's fucking weird. That is wild. <laughs> man, I know. What a good, what a wild, <laughs> what a coincidence, man. Holy shit. So they did. And as they were approaching the United States, the people were like, Oh, by the way, this is going to cost you guys $5,000 each money that they didn't have on them like at all oh. uh and when they made it over border patrol caught them oh. uh so he kind of i'd say he kind of got lucky in that sense i mean i'm sure they could have paid for it but still i imagine uh you know crossing the border with a mule who you owe about 10 grand to is probably not a good place to be in i would say so uh 
anyway, it's super fascinating. Uh, I it, it's it's pretty intense, quote unquote journalism. I mean, not that it isn't journalism. It's just not like typical journalism. The reason I say quote unquote is Gonzo journalism is kind of what it is. But um, it's uh, it's quite the watch. I highly recommend it. If um, will do. People are I haven't, I haven't watched. Thing. I haven't watched anything in a while. I watched their stuff in San Francisco for a bit, but I think that was the last videos I watched. Yeah, the San Francisco stuff was good. It was um, I, I, not that I took issue with it. I just, I feel like it just kind of perpetuated the craziness of like a four or five square block radius when so much of San Francisco is not that, and people seem to think that it's like this lawless, crazy place where most of San Francisco is like not like that at all that said i think the coverage he did there was really interesting and valuable in its own right mm-hmm. um but yeah i think this border crossing one is only on patreon right now or at least the second two parts are only on patreon which ah. uh kind of sucks but apparently when they got detained they had to pay like eight thousand dollars of fines because oh, fuck because uh, <laughs> Apparently, uh, sneaking into your own country is, in fact, illegal. That? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he was saying how, like, he showed up to the detention center and, like, he was the only white person there. And everyone was, like, so confused. Like, what are you doing here, gringo? <laughs> like, Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's fucking crazy. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, like, the fine is... Pretty much for like, hey, you fucking asshole! You made us like do all of this shit because you were trying to sneak in the country. It's unlawful entry because you know when I mean, whenever you enter the country, you're supposed to go through customs. You're supposed to uh, what's it called? You're supposed to like basically. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to say what you have to declare. Yeah, you're supposed to declare, and if you don't, then like it makes sense that that would be because it's a federal offense. Um, well, that's how that's how like drug trafficking happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, you can tell he's definitely because I think he's like twenty four or something like that. So like, not that we're much older, but like uh, he's built different <laughs> to, be able to do that kind of shit. I would not go over to Mexico and try to find someone to because initially I don't think he was trying to get trafficked. And or get brought to the to the U.S. He was mostly just trying to meet them mm-hmm. to like interview them. Um, but one thing led to another, and eventually, him and his camera person got in a car and drove for thirty or forty minutes out in the Holy middle of nowhere. Holy shit! Like, oh, it's not Jesus. good. Jesus. Yeah, I would say uh, of all the countries, I do not want to be in a car driven by someone I don't know in the, to the middle of nowhere. I would say. Uh, Mexico is up there, <laughs> especially on the border. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, you know, oh. it's one thing maybe if you're like in Mexico City or something, but who? I mean, there's a lot of Americans that live in places like Mexico City because they fucking cannot. It's cheaper down there, but then the price. But then the unfortunate part of doing that is then they drive the prices up, and then yeah. for the people there, then they're having to pay these ridiculous amounts, and it's like fucking people, just stop, stop. Come on. Yeah, how about we make it affordable for people to live? That'd yeah, be nice. That would be nice. So people don't need to move to other countries in order jarring to, like, this to shit up and not Dude. to mess up the gentrification of other countries or not to kick off the gentrification of other countries anyway. Yeah, let, let me tell you, the I found out recently <clears throat> the number of politicians 
This isn't a political thing. All of the politicians from all the fucking parties do this. I found out that the majority of politicians in BC are fucking landlords. <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that might that might be a little bit of an overstatement, by the way. So if you're listening and you're like, no, only 48% of them are landlords. Uh, still too many for my fucking taste. Yep. But I saw like uh, the guy who represents Langley as part of the Liberal Party does it. Uh, there are a bunch of conservatives. There are a bunch of NDP. Um, and then I go, oh, this is why the far left government, when they said let's <clears throat> let's save our people from paying rent, let's just pay the landlords for them, and we were all like, that's not solving the problem. We uh, now we know why they were like pay the landlords. <laughs> it's just like pay right. just, it's like we'll pay ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I. No I, I, I felt fucking betrayed finding that out. And now I, I have literally zero trust in my government doing anything in anyone's interest. That fucking broke the con... Oh, man. I'm not trying to be like a fucking... One of those guys who's like, oh, man, the government can't be trusted. But it's like, what the fuck, dude? I will say... Fucked up. I think it's funny that, like, this is, like, the shit in Canada that, like breaks your brain while in the united states it's just like every aspect of <laughs> fucking, oh, yeah. fucking citizens over possible we've just done and it's like well that's how it is i guess that's another day in, in yeah. the life of america <laughs> literally america's just like oh that's why that's happening you find out well, like shit you, you you watch like you know right before covid you see all those senators who like pulled their their stock out of like a bunch of hotel businesses and then the next week the the country gets shut down and no flights leave anywhere and the stocks plummet and it's like oh wow all of these fucking politicians are somehow uh they're coming out unscathed by this by this unpredictable crisis that happened when other people are suffering and they're like thrown a fit about whether or not to give a little bit of uh money to people who need it yeah Good lord. Anyway, you know I'll Fuck I'll say one thing people. America's doing right. Huh? They're free they're freeing the dog, dude. They're freeing freeing Shane Gillis. Dude, I saw he's going to be uh, this is going to be the first SNL episode I've watched in like ever. I, <laughs> <laughs> mark mark your calendars February 24th. The dog lands uh in his right foot. Well, whatever. I'm pretty happy with how it's I going was, for him. I was I'm genuinely was shocked when I saw that. I was like, "Holy Me too, shit." Man. Oh my god. He's the one that's kicked off, right? Like he did yeah. one episode and then they were like, "No, he didn't even he get, didn't even get he, to that. They announced him." And then, like, three days later, they fired him. Yeah, because they saw some video from years ago, right? Yeah, that yeah. was... that was. It, I mean, listen, not great things were said, no, but yeah. it was also no, taken no. severely out of context. And then uh, it was also many years later, and you know what? Shane's a fucking smart guy, and he's like, yeah, of course I was fired. You get fired for saying things like that. Uh, so he's a smart guy. He understands he's not... One of those, that, that's why I love Shane so much, is that he's this comedian who is funny, and that's the most important thing to him. <laughs> he's not this comedian that gets canceled, and then he goes on this like, oh, the woke mob got me, and then he's like this alt-right guy, which yeah. like, I mean, there are people who, who like, we know who, they get canceled, and then all of a sudden they're like alt-right people all of a sudden. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, you were, like, 
the most ultra liberal dude on Twitter, and now you're like, "Where's like, my Where's my my pillow endorsement?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do love that. I think we. I'm sure we've talked about it, but I love that like that Bill Burr exchange he had with Bill Maher, where Bill Maher's like, "Don't you just feel like you can't tell jokes anymore?" And Bill Burr's like. Of course you can tell jokes. What are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, yeah, but people get mad. And he's like, what? Twelve people on Twitter get mad. Most people are laughing. I don't give a fuck. I just ignore it. And then it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's only there if you try. And and Bill Maher just couldn't wrap his head around it. Bill Maher, dude, Bill sucks, Maher man. sucks, dude. Bill Maher is the fucking biggest loser. <laughs> Every time I see a clip of that dude, it's like it just says the most embarrassing shit ever. It's just like, oh my god. He's like, he was talking to. I saw this fucking TikTok clip. And I'm not this, like, white privilege, like, guy who's going to go on about how, like, uh, you need to recognize your white privilege. I understand white privilege is a thing. But, like, Brian Cranston's like, so you don't believe in white privilege to Bill Maher? And Bill Maher's like, I prefer calling it white advantage. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, so you, it's <laughs> Why like, are you it's so like, wait, upset? Wait, so you do? <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, he's like. He's like, I need, I need to be the one that makes this thing a, a reality. I can't let other people tell me something. I can't let other people define a word that basically means the exact same thing as the word I want to call it. It's just like, dude, fucking grow up, you fucking tool. Not, be funny. Like, yeah. Be fucking funny. Like, tell the joke for once in your, and in, in, for the first time in twenty years or whatever. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he he got in trouble because he, I, I don't even know how you say this and think it's all right. But he had this Republican on and he's the Republicans like, oh, Bill Maher, come out to the to the, the fields. You can work with us. We'll have a great time. And Bill Maher says, please, please, Mr. Senator, I'm a house N word. And, and it, it was just like, why would you ever say that? Wasn't that not that long ago? That was like. I, it's got to be like, like three or four years, five ago? years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not that long ago. Damn, it's just like one of those things where, you, especially at the time, you look and you go like, "Well, was that so commonly said in comedy at that point?" It's like, no, not no. really. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, just, uh, it's a, it's, it's. The thing is, though, now and the thing with like people like Bill Maher, which is an interesting thing to see is when you have like a show that's based around mostly political topics um, and you're completely shunned on both ends. Oh yeah. Dude, it's dude, very interesting to see that. And I'm, and yeah, I'm starting who, to see it on other shows too. Stuff? Is it just like boomers? Like, I, I think it's like, uh, I think he's one of those people. Center, like, I think he's a center left guy. Like he's like Hillary Clinton, like uh, old people who are liberal, but they're like, they don't like, like new new they, they they're not like oh super accepting liberals where everyone deserves a happy life like they're very much like old li left center liberals who are like ah trans people are weird and stuff like that so like i think that's his audience is people who are like i'm old and crotchety but i i still think the democrats are who i vote for i guess mm -hmm. i don't know yeah but i see that i mean it's just a weird thing i guess like i i don't i haven't watched a lot of, of bill maher so i don't really know his whole thing so but i've when you i don't know it, it's just one of those things where it's hard to have a show that was i because i believe wasn't he on a show at one point that was like like politically incorrect or something to that degree 
I can't remember what it was called, but it was like I a, mean, he he had that HBO show for a long time. Yeah, and I called. and it's and it's one of those things where you go, you know, today to have Real a show time where with you're Bill Maher. Right. Well, I think that's what his show is now, isn't it? Oh, is it totally still? Like Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Politically Incorrect was a, was a late night talk show. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was called Politically Incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like the thing now is I feel like a lot of comedians in that realm like think that they can be provocative. But when you're in that realm of like political humor, there's not really any winning today, especially in America. It, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, it's just it's really and it's really hard. tiresome to hear too, because well, very for, rarely do comedians make that actual like make political humor actually funny. Yeah, so so this is here's a good example. I don't even think of Bill Maher as a comedian. The only reason I call him a comedian is because like that's what he calls himself, and I guess he talks a lot about comedy. Uh, but like I've never laughed at anything he's ever said. A lot of his jokes, I feel like he tells are just to make himself laugh. Like he's one of those fucking comedians. Th there's this thing where, where people criticize a comedian who laughs at his own joke on stage. And there are like, like Bill Burr will kind of laugh, but like laugh along at how silly it is what he's saying, but then also laugh at the reaction of the crowd. Uh, Shane Gillis will laugh at his jokes because they're the stupidest things you could possibly imagine being said out loud, which is why his are funny. And they work. Yeah, and then and then Bill Maher he laughs at his own jokes almost as if he's like having a fun time telling himself jokes. Mm. And there are a few comedians that do that that fucking drive me nuts. And Bill Maher is one of them. But then you got a guy like John Stewart who's like legitimately a fucking talented dude who's going on. At, well, I mean, not anymore, but he's going on every day doing political humor with a team of writers, of course, but. And he's fucking, he, he became this guy who's like beloved by everyone. I they mean, fucking people like Jon Stewart because he's fucking smart and he knew what he was talking about. I think Jon Stewart too, like, it, it, like, I feel like whenever like you see a video of him not in character or whatever, it's something he's super passionate about and he like really gets into it. Like, I think I remember like the, the nine, they were trying to get that nine 11, uh, responders bill passed for, and I, I was about to say yeah yeah for the, fire, for the firefighters yeah for the firefighters and he showed up and like came to their defense basically and it was it was it was intense like you could tell like he wasn't there for like publicity he wasn't there. he was there because he like he he fucking meant what he said and he really wanted to fight for these people and like like bill maher would never do that bill maher I, would just no. complain in his ivory tower about something stupid you know I mean, I watched that live when he did that with my dad, and the thing with with which I, which I like about John Stewart is even if I don't like find what I'm watching of his particularly funny, I find him very insightful, and you know he's just he, he's I I I appreciate people who look at things from a stance that's very just trying to look at it from a common sense standpoint as opposed to trying to shove shit down your throat from either side. Uh, and I think he does that really well, but well, and and you love him from his role in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, that's the beside the point. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah, no, I do. But I, he just seems like a, a genuine guy, and I think there's merit in that today. 
Yeah, I agree. And Steve, Stephen Colbert kind of got lame. Like, yeah, I, yeah, he kind of dropped off. I mean, it's fine. Like he's like he's kind of like in that realm with like Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon. Like they're inoffensive. They except his, I guess his tends to go a little bit more. Well, maybe I maybe not. I don't really watch any of them that much, so I can't speak. But they all just kind of are like, I don't know. It's that night show with that white guy. Yeah, watch what, what it. happened? Yeah, da- David Letterman and Conan, I feel like were Conan, the last ones. Conan and and Craig Ferguson were the best. That's oh, just Craig how it Ferguson, is. another That's just one. How it is? They were the it's best. They were weird. Yeah, and, and David Letterman was like always like, all, you could tell he was just like ah, counting the days till I retire, and that was like really funny. But like, yeah, man, it's just like <laughs> I remember. Maybe when... it's. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, maybe it's like the democratization of like content and wanting to like make sure that they can hit all the like viral content bars on TikTok and stuff like that. Super bizarre. I was going to say, I remember when uh, Colbert took over for the late night show and I was so excited because I love the Colbert report back in the day. I remember watching that in high school and then he took over and I don't think I watched a single episode to this day. I don't think I've ever watched the Colbert or uh, late night with Colbert. Like I'll see, I'll go on YouTube and sometimes he'll interview someone. I'll be like, Oh, I want to see that. But I don't think I've ever like sat down and watched that show. I've yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I, I think I watched like the first two to three episodes of his show and it wasn't that he was bad. It's just, it's that standard just late. Yeah, it just feels humor, very, like, right? It feels very much like, you know, when people are like, talk about, like when you do that, when people do like impersonations of late night talk show hosts, that's exactly what the main three are doing. Yeah. Like there's a reason that those stereotypes are there and it just, you know, it gets kind of boring. To be fair, I imagine being a late night talk show host is not easy. No, oh no. That seems, I, I, I mean, it seems incredibly difficult. Film, no, film, oh, filming that yeah. much and doing all that is very, you know, I'm sure that's very taxing. I just. But I, but I guess I, that's but, why it's like when we look at like when I look at Conan and Letterman and and stuff, I'm like they really like knew what they were doing and knocked it out of the park, you well, know? Well, I think that's why I go into like, you know, when people are like, it's a, you know, I mean like, yeah, it's difficult, but I mean, then you do see examples of people who like, I mean, especially Conan who went through some fucking shit uh, with Jay Leno and all of that. And, you know, he was consistently, he never changed who he was. He stuck to his guns <laughs> and the type of humor he had. And then, you know, he did his change to TBS. I love his podcast. Oh um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then like with Craig Ferguson, Craig Ferguson did the greatest thing ever of where he just kind of did what he wanted to do. He'd have a guest on and they would just shoot the shit. He'd rip his cards before, uh, before he talked to them and just, they'd talk about fucking whatever. And it was always hysterical. I just, uh, I, I don't know. That's just more my, my, my thing. It's more my thing. Yeah. I like the reverend of the whole random sidekick shit. thing. Oh my God. Like, Jeff Peterson was the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> right, where every fucking late night guy has has a sidekick. I guess for the people who don't know, yeah, he, uh, Jeff Peterson was a robot skeleton with a mohawk. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, he progressively got more advanced as the show continued. <laughs> but I mean, not crazy advanced, but like at the end, like because at first he just had like pre-recorded lines that they would drop, and then eventually they had the voice actor actually talking with them and them going back and forth good, yeah I, good shit good shit i liked andy from uh from conan andy uh richter andy richter andy richter was good uh paul 
Oh man, why am I fucking forgetting the Paul Shear? No, not Paul Shear. Uh, David Letterman's Paul. Oh, the Schaefer. Schaefer, yeah. <clears throat> I was the musician. Say, whenever, whenever Norm would show up on, uh, oh yeah, any dude. of those, you knew it was like such a good, good episode. Uh, I just, yeah, <laughs> what an all star on like all I've, of the fucking night, late nights. Yeah, I, yeah, his stuff on Conan is just the greatest. It's <laughs> 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 such a great chemistry. <laughs> they did, and I, and I like, I loved when he brought. Conan, the congratulations basket on the episode that he his oh, last yeah. episode before Jay Leno went back to replace him again. <laughs> yeah, it's like congratulations on the new gig. This is something that Jay Leno can never take from you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? Uh, I I love Conan because like I feel like he was the only person to ever like address Norm and his shtick. As oh, if yeah. it, as like a real person being like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think he appreciated uh, I that, that dynamic. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God damn it, Norm Macdonald. Yeah. We miss you. Yeah. Well, Norm Macdonald, he was fired and then then brought back to host SNL. So it's true. Kind of like we're we're coming around. Mm. This is true. This is true. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think the most I've seen of SNL is when I think maybe you sent me a skit once, Matt, because you're like, oh, this was an okay skit. But other I can't than even that, remember. yeah. Other than that, like I've had just no. I I would see a clip of it and I'd just be like, eh, not my thing. It's not, you know, it's, you know. I I'll sometimes watch older SNL stuff when it was, you know, way back. But even then, I don't I don't watch a ton of SNL. Cool. Yeah, you know it's cool I, that I, it's lasted as long, and I'm, that it's kind of like this thing, especially for you know like actors being this big, this big huge gig. I think that's cool, but um, you know, I had to rewatch the episode with Steven Seagal being the being the host because it's been such an infamous episode <laughs> that they would talk you know, about, I, and it's such a funny episode to watch after, especially after you've heard all the tall tales of when he hosted. <laughs> oh yeah, you know I I, I haven't watched SNL. I watched SNL once a couple years ago because I was just at a friend's house and their girlfriend liked it, so they turned it on. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. It's uh, Jason today because he's hosting and he's doing the Ted Lasso thing during his monologue. Uh, and then they had one sketch. Maybe this is the one I sent you, but it was just like... Um, it... it, it it was like uh, Jason Sudeikis is, is Ellen, but for men, so he's Melon, and I'm and it just <laughs> that name really. I was like, oh, what is this Mad Magazine? What are you I guys doing? I think you doing? did send me that. Yeah, yeah, and and it it was like there was one funny bit, and then it went on for like another five minutes after that. I was like, all right, this this is like a funny idea, but uh, nope. every time I see it in TikTok, it's hard to watch. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I mean, speaking of those skit sketches, and which, which is going to be, I, which is why I'm excited to see him on there. Is you know, Gillian Keeves, all of his shorts he does, Shane Gillis does, are so fucking funny. I'm so curious though, because like, if they'll let him kind of unleash a bit, or they wouldn't, if, they wouldn't be able to do OnlyFans Dad on SNL. No, <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to do. Uh, Dude, they would let him do his Trump though. 100 they, uh, percent they would let if him they do don't let him do trump i'll fucking lose it because alec baldwin sucked at trump and they let him do it for fucking ever i know i, I his trump is the funniest fucking thing it yeah. is so good 
It'll be interesting, man. Uh, I, I'm, but I'm, I'm fully ready to be like the monologue was amazing and the rest was kind of whatever. Yeah, uh, it's, not, not, not on anyone's fault. Just that's kind of how SNL happens. Yeah, I mean the other thing too, which you know, when it's, it, I would assume it still does fairly well for it to be, still be on for as long as it has been. And oh, I'm, so yeah. I'm sure that there are a bunch of heads being like, we can't do certain things. So I, I, you know, I, I could see that being a little bit of a factor, and maybe the potential humor being a little smothered up. Yeah. Well, uh, we will we will have to uh, watch February twenty fourth, the episode with Shane Gillis, and then and we'll, like and detectives. Then we'll deduce whether it was a good episode or not oh detectives so we're gonna talk about the mystery of night swim this week no <laughs> <laughs> no I, I oh wait a second detectives have you guys been watching a detective show oh yeah <laughs> i guess yeah you know what bums me out i was like really excited by the idea so of was Jody I. foster so was getting I. behind the wheel of another detective epic fuck yeah to be fair, I was on board. Judy Foster is very good. She's great. Yeah, I mean uh, the acting. The acting's not really a problem in the yeah, show. Yeah, the acting across the board, I'd say, is pretty good. It's just uh, I don't really know what it's trying to be. I feel like the first episode was like a solid setup, and everything after that has just been kind of stagnant. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like not much is really like. I mean, we, I feel like we've just been waiting for the bodies to melt for forensics, like forever now, and it's just kind of like, <laughs> wait a second, not they the haven't bodies melted to melt. yet. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of bodies out in the ice. They're like frozen, and they're waiting and they're for like, it. We can't to... do any. We can't like get them out of here. I don't know. It's just kind of like... <laughs> like, like the end of one episode was just that they find, oh, one of the bodies isn't here. Yeah, um, and that's like one of those things where I was on board with it first episode, especially like with some of the more kind of horrorish aspects. I dig that. I was like, okay, cool. They're gonna be different with it. Uh, and uh, the director's done a movie which I want to watch. I never watched it, but it's called Tigers Are Not Afraid, which I heard is really fucking good. Um, but I think the biggest thing with me is the atmosphere is amazing. I was like, oh, shit, dude, this is giving me like 30 days of night vibes. You know, it's like counting the days of darkness and stuff. I was like, that's kind of cool. But then, yeah, you just kind of are spoon fed information. But then it's like the things they reveal are things I feel like we already knew. Like they'll have like an end where they have like this, like it's the biggest twist. It's like, yeah, but we kind of already had an idea that that was the case already. Yeah, and then like the biggest problem, which we 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 talked about a little earlier before we started, is just this is only six episodes, <laughs> and we're we have only two left, and it, I feel like there hasn't been much after episode one, which is unfortunate. I saw like the the, the creator of the original kind of spoke out against it, which I thought was kind of shitty. Um. I mean, I do kind of agree in the aspect of... Oh, I didn't I see that. What did the creator say? He just kind of is, came is, out because he wasn't a fan of them connecting it to the season one. Mm, yeah. And he, and he didn't think it was, like, the greatest season. And I'm like, you know, not even that I necessarily disagree. I find the connection to be a little silly. Jay and I laughed and joked about, like, we're going to be so fucking, like, Jesus Christ if they have fucking Russ show up or something. <laughs> like, like, I could see them doing something like that, but... I, I'm hoping it's just like that little like illusion and that's it. But 
at the same time, it's just it's just a, it's just a disappointment. Like I mean, I was pretty hyped for it. Uh, like I mean, if you like Billie Eilish, do they play Billie Eilish a good amount? Yeah, oh, what the, um, I'm so sick the, of that shit. The most recent episode too felt like they, it was gonna end. It like it, it did. Kept, like, there'd be like some like dramatic scene, and all of a sudden it would like it would like cut to wide shots, and the music would start to play, and it would be dramatic. And I'd be like, "Are they ending it here?" And I'd check the timer, and there's 30 minutes left, and they did that like four times. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing, man? Like, just go to the next scene. Like, save this for the end." And Billie Eilish was in there too during like an emotional scene, which was like. Fine. I thought it was a well done scene, but it yeah. was just kind of like. I mean, I, I think it's just it, it just sticks out because they also have her for the theme. Yeah. So it's yeah, just, was and, first, it, you know, too, you know the like, something that's not at fault of the show. The problem with me is anytime I hear that song now, I can't help but think of the Madam Web trailer. So yeah. now I associate it with Madam Web. <laughs> so when the show starts, because the intro looks cool when they're going through it, but. <laughs> I just can't help but think of Madam Web now. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm going to finish it. I'm like invested in it enough. Now I'm going to finish it. And I don't, and I hope like the last two episodes kind of pick up and deliver. It's just, it's just a bummer. I, I, I still need to watch season three, which I've heard good things about. Um, And I like, yeah, like Jake and I said, I mean, the cast is good. I mean, I think for people, if you have zero to watch, you're not going to like hate it. It's just... You know, it's a bummer, especially... I mean, they went with... They came in with such a bang with that fucking first season that I think everyone just kind of, you know, has high enough expectations that, you know, when you have a show that's not a 10 to 12 episode season, that each episode is going to be really on top of it. And you're going to kind of have... Maybe you get a leniency of one episode for, you know, slower moments and not having to develop much of the story, but then kind of kicking it in the gear the rest of them. But I feel mm -hmm. like the show kind of did that at the first episode, and then it just kind of stayed in that exact same spot. Yeah, I agree. I'm, uh, it, it sucks. It I'm looks gonna... great. Looks great. Man, even that, I kind of, I kind of take issue with how it looks, because it, it just looks too nice. It looks too like the <laughs> lighting just looks too perfect in in, sh in like because I rewatched season one before and that that show is dirty, man. Jake, like, that was a mistake, dude. Yeah, like, like <laughs> that that first season is just like it feels like like they're not trying to like have this perfectly nice lighting, all these like beautiful backlights. It's just like they make it look very procedural. Well, like this new one just looks like it looks like someone just went to town on lighting which like normally i'm into like i i love that kind of stuff i love fancy lighting and like from a technical level yes i think the lighting is great and the cinematography looks great but it's just i don't know it just doesn't look like true detective should look i guess yeah i mean i i think it loses a bit of that fly on the wall aspect of the first season yeah it, uh, just, it just feels too staged i guess with all that yeah but yeah i, I think for people who like the show up into this point like if you love like season two i've only seen one and two i mean i prefer this to season two yeah did you like season, season two no, i don't season hate two. season two there's things oh, about man. it i i like some characters from it i thought vince vaughn did a good job uh, uh season three is, you know. is underrated though season three is good i think for me yeah it's i gotta be watch it. season one three four two but it's like a wide margin Holy where it's shit. like one and then like dot dot considerably dot, dot. worse three 
and then consider i mean three i feel bad saying considerably worse because i think three is is pretty damn good um all in all uh, i mean i love mahershal ali he's so good Man, in it too great. like definitely see season three i think um season three will probably scratch that itch that you're hoping this season would scratch and isn't doing and i think I, that season is eight episodes or ten episodes too i i plan on watching it when this one's done i haven't had a ton of time to watch things but i i added it and i'm like okay i'm gonna watch three when this is done so i can finally dive into it because i i don't think i've really heard much of anyone talking much shit about season three yeah which... season three like kind of just came out of nowhere and i do remember I when, like... you, when you brought originally when you brought up that it was out i think i had like zero idea that it was even yeah. coming I don't it's know good that was though. just an advertising thing or not but yeah i look forward to watching that matt you've seen the first season uh i've not finished it yet what <laughs> The problem with TV series for me, man, is that I start them and then I get distracted by like, oh, there's a there's a commercial with a monkey. And then I completely forget that I was supposed to be watching a TV show. You go through other shows so quick, though, that are significantly longer than True Detective. <laughs> that is true. Um, true Detective is one need to watch season. More. I did like I do like it a lot. Um Season one, I, just watch season one, and then you can go to three, like Jake's recommending, and you're. Or good. just just watch season one, and th that's it. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was planning to do. Um, when did you start season one? Um, two years. My ago. most recent watch was in August. Oh wow! Um, oh, you might as well start over. I know. Just go from I mean, the beginning I, I, again. I mean, I I very much remember everything that happened in my most recent rewatch. I would probably just start again. I'm I'm at the um uh it's either a church or a house they found with all the demon shit inside like all the written stuff on the wall and just so um, it's just so good yeah i need to, i need to um i think what made me stop uh well it didn't make me stop um but i think i asked one of you is this like is this going to take a supernatural turn and it doesn't really take a supernatural turn. It is you this whole know, series like supernatural? No, I mean season no. one's like not even, not even remotely. Yeah, like there's they they kind of play with it a little at one. Point. Yeah, I don't he wanna... fucking hallucinates shit. Yeah, it's that's kind of it. But okay. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, it's worth. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, don't. Well, that's don't not going to stop me it. from watching the show. Well, still um, though, don't don't just go in as blind as possible because it it's so well, well. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna try to go in as as blind as possible as long as you don't ruin it for me. But I mean, right. you just okay. Stuart, let's go We're gouge done. Matt's eyes out. Make him as yeah. blind as possible for this, yep. so Great. I can hear the show. Only um, it's still yeah, be good. I, I think I feel like uh, it was that and Dyer's Dyer's Dallas Club, the Dallas Dyer's Dallas Buyers Club that like made Matthew McConaughey like like people were like oh shit this guy can actually act. I mean he's a da he's damn good in Dallas Buyers Club. He kind yeah, of pulled a little bit of Byers a Christian Bale, lost a bunch of weight, um, grew out the porno stash. But yeah, I'm I'm I want to watch it. Uh, Michelle Monaghan's in it. I, I don't I'm I'm she may not be in it anymore at the point I am in the series, but uh, I like Michelle Monaghan. 
She's great. Alexander Daddario's yeah, good I in it. Yeah, I forgot she was in it, which you and I have had long conversation. Is it, is it you who doesn't think she's pretty, or is it Stephen? It's definitely oh, Jesus Stephen. Christ. <laughs> no, I think it's Stuart, actually, who, who said, I, I don't think, think she's I attractive. Think, I think Alexander Daddario is very, very attractive. I think she's very attractive. And then Not to objectify. Like, Are you kidding me? Not to objectify. <laughs> yeah, I think the one... Least... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, no, it's. Well, this is what happens I mean, also, when you play Call to, of Duty. To be even with it, Matthew McConaughey is a hunk in his own right. If we want. Oh, he's uh, and he's really good. Um, he does I mean, not even, get caught in that show, though. No, he doesn't. His manic up, smoking is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but when it opens <laughs> up and he's like in the police station with long gray hair, smoking a cigarette with like a bunch of beers, skinny as hell, and he's like making those like clicking noises and stuff I'm like oh my god <laughs> pretty gross uh i mean we can't leave out woody dude oh well he's fucking oh yeah woody everything. great in that what is well, a, a, a treasure great. a treasure yeah i mean he's been he's been great since the fucking 80s man have you guys have you guys watched anything else movie or tv wise or no, I was going to see Zone of Interest this week, but didn't end up doing oh, it because it you was need to go, dude. the theaters not, were packed. It, it's not playing any near me. Oh or, my! Or God. it wasn't you, last I looked. I'll look again. You got to look again and see the closest theater. I want to see I, it. I, I thought it was a phenomenal theater experience. I'd, uh, I'd and, like oh, by the way, I actually forgot. I was going to make a note. Uh, I got fucked up. And, and last week I said <gasps> it was based. It was like a, a fictional family. That was based on the real family, but it's actually the real family um, because oh, I thought you meant Hall- you got fucked up on like alcohol. I was exci- no, no, I was excited. I just fucked up on the last podcast. Oh. But I, I said Rudolph Haas is not a real person. Rudolph Haas is a real person. Um, How real? The reason I thought he wasn't was because there is a Rudolph Hess who was also buddies with Hitler. So I thought that he was based on him. But um, yeah, real people. Um, and, uh, I was, I was reading a lot of articles, listening to a lot of podcasts about it and, uh, listen, listening to a lot of like, um, Jonathan Glazer speaking. And I was like really impressed and I, and I really came away with like, um, a much more enriched view of the film and, and I, I love it even more. Um, <clears throat> there's. So I'm looking at like one of the closer the two theaters to me, and <laughs> Zone of Interest is not one of the movies, but two of the screenings are being used for Dune 2021. What you, isn't Dune 2's not even out for another week or two, right? It's not even out for another month. What the fuck is that? So that's not playing there, but that is a TV show called The Chosen is playing its first three episodes of season four. What, what is Wally's weird. This what are is you guys so doing bizarre. Down there? Anyone but you is coming back, which I never saw. Oh, uh, the, Valentine the Valentine Encore. encore. Yeah. And I'm like sitting here. I'm like, so there's no zone of interest, but you brought back like two movies that are done. With. Turning Red is coming back for a special theatrical engagement. I saw that too. What is that all about? I don't understand. So basically the reason I can't see zone of interest is because they wanted to bring back like four movies Oh, Night Swim has still got like a full day. Hell yeah. <laughs> Best movie of yeah. year so far, so it makes sense. I don't see what why you're confused about that. I never saw ISS, but it's already on streaming, so yeah, Aquaman 
It's still you need there to find too. it. You need to find it. You need to call your theaters, beg them to show the zone of interest, just like we did with Paranormal Activity. We want the zone. Oh, yeah, but you don't want to make that like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paranormal Activity is just a ghost movie. Yeah, I think the zone of interest. I I feel like uh, has. No, but like zone of interest, I don't think you're going to be doing those commercials where you show audience members like screaming and gasping and like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just just show audiences. Just show just audience losing like, their shit. A lot of people being like, "What the fuck's going on?" There's like, a movie why called. Why aren't Lisa, they showing us anything? Lisa uh, Frankenstein that comes out this week. Oh yeah, I, I've seen trailers for that. Mm. I wish I was a teenager so that I I would feel oh, okay and, going to see that in theaters. And the new Mean Girls is still playing, which I never saw. I never saw that either. Oh, better see it. Nah. Yeah, I heard it was okay. pretty bad. I'm kidding. Oh, did you yeah. see it? No, I said I heard it was pretty bad. Oh. Um, I mean, I've seen the original I, Mean Girls. Lisa Frankenstein seems fun because it has, uh, uh, I think it's written by Diablo Cody, who wrote Jennifer's Body and Juno. Juno was terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you're like Diablo Cody, Jennifer's Body, and Juno, which I don't like. Yeah, I, Juno is. I hate Juno so much. Um, it, it's like the most. It it is a time capsule of like. Juno came out, and then a bunch of people in my high school started talking like the people in Juno, and I wanted to shoot myself in the head. Um, but mm. it looks fun. I, Diablo Cody's a really talented writer, and uh, the the freaky lady is in it. The the Ant Man, Ant Man, Ant -Man and the Wasp, Ant Ant Spectrum, Ant yeah, yeah. I like her a lot. So uh, I liked so like I it. liked Freaky a lot. Freaky, I had fun with. Freaky's great, dude. Hell Vince yeah. Vaughn is so good in Freaky. Yes, he is. He should have been nominated for that. It was a it was a fun movie. So I, I was convinced that he was a teenage girl the entire time. I mean, I to the point. I mean, that scene comes up with him and the and the guy that's into her kissing in the back of the car. That's like one uh, of the, I I la that's one of the hardest times I laughed that year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so awkward, but it's so well done. <laughs> oh, it's so uh, good. Make it's, more it's, freaky it's type movies. Movie. We need more fun. Yeah, slasher. Just have flicks. fun. Oh, but yeah, you guys need to see. Speaking of fun movies, you need to see this sort of interest. Oh, God. Gosh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's it's up there, man. I I think it might be my. Oh man. Lotta, One of my favorite movies of in, the last few years. A lot sure. of incredible movies this year. Nice. It was a good year yeah. for movies. God damn, dude! Still it was, a lot it's I fucking seen. insane. Same. They're, yeah, I, I'm. Hoping to catch up a bit soonish, but yeah, I, I there were some gosh darn bangers last year. I can't, you know, I, I I had a hard time picking which one was my favorite or not. It was it was a good year. It was a great year. I think Glenn Howerton should have been nominated for. Uh, I still for his role I still have to watch. I still have to watch Blackberry. You gotta watch it. I know it's good. It's really good. I it's, love Glenn uh, Howerton. It's shot like a fucking Safety Brothers movie, so it's it actually made me anxious. Like the the beginning of the movie when he's like yelling at the nerds because <laughs> that's what like, I'm coming in to, for, buddy. He, he's basically like, get the fucking work. He's like, 
fucking shut the fuck up and make this fucking phone for me right fucking now. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, but it's really good, and uh, I, I was surprised at how like fucking Canadian it was. Um, was it shot in you, Canada? Uh, yeah, yeah, shot in Canada. Michael Ironside is in it. <gasps> Always a win. Yeah. So right after this podcast, Stuart, slip into your PJs, grab some cocoa, and 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 sit down for some blackberry. Honestly, dude, I love Michael. Oh, you know what? I had something I did want to talk about. All right, all right. This is how we're gonna end the show. This is not how we're gonna end it. What? But it's a special, just a a thing I think I want to say because it's somebody that actually. I know you say only do it for important ones, so I'm doing it. Uh, An R.I.P. to Carl Weathers, man. Oh yeah, dude. I that was that was a surprising one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you don't really think about it and then it happens and you're like, "Oh shit." I mean, he was only what was he? He was only 75. I mean, you know. It's not I mean, yeah, terribly it's, old. it's not terribly old. No, but uh fucking phenomenal man. I was thinking of all the stuff he did. It was kind incredible, of like a incredible list of films. Like an oh shit, right, he did that too and this yeah. and that. He did Predator and fucking Rocky He's, and Happy Gilmore and all this stuff we love. So hilarious and arrested development. One oh, of the greatest the cameo. One of the greatest <laughs> cameos show. in TV ever. <laughs> he just plays himself, but he's like a scummy acting teacher. So funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, uh, played played I think in the best Star Wars thing since Disney came along. True. Uh, without mm-hmm. question. Without question. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean. And and he was he was a BC Lion man he he played football on my uh, my hometown football team, um, before he started acting and and that's pretty fucking cool too he's a fucking dope guy and uh, I uh, I I fucking, he will be greatly missed oh man but like to live on through such fucking iconic roles oh I mean he's in I mean literally I mean he, I mean Predator and his Rocky role alone are iconic. And that's not oh, including that the red. I mean, like you know, Happy Gilmore in itself is it Chubbs is an iconic character. I mean, yeah. like holy shit, the man has had a, quite a career. Uh, but anyway, no, I just thought it was worth shouting him out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big fan of Carl Weathers. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah. shout out the good ones, dude. Dude, Absolutely, fucking Stallone's man. little tribute to him got me all teary eyed. Sad. I didn't sad see stuff. that. Sad stuff. Was he uh, a little Nicky? Oh yeah, he was Chubbs in Little Nicky. I keep forgetting that's in because he was. Uh, didn't he? Wasn't it implied that because uh, Little Nicky is the son of God and the devil, and isn't it implied that Chubbs Peterson was fucking God as well? <laughs> Something like that. I haven't seen Little Nicky in so long, man. It's been a while. I I watched a little bit of it. Quentin Tarantino's in it. I just remember it's like just it's just a bizarre movie. Yeah. But anyway, uh rest on, in peace, Carl Weathers. Absolutely. And then if we want to end it on a bit more of a positive note. Alright, let's hear what you have to say. Um You know it's it's nice having Jake back with us. Yep. You know, it's always a pleasure talking to you boys. Alright. It's nice and, being uh, back. I, I, an honor what what do you 
Was that it? No, I was just saying it's always an honor. You know, we never really stop at the end to talk about. You know, it's not just even eliminate this as a podcast. It's nice to talk with my friends. All right, I'm gonna edit this part out. <clears throat> Why? Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this fucking podcast. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love you, boys. I'll talk to you later. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you.